0: Hey, everybody, uh, my name is Brad, I'm the lead pastor and also one of the teaching pastors. This is my young friend, Jordan Chitwood, who is our online pastor and also a teaching pastor here. And and uh, we are wrapping up this series called Make Space. And yes. um, we just had this crazy idea to talk about money right after Easter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you throw the word we around yeah, no, I'm tra- I, If I'm
0: going under the bus, you are too, so there that. you go. But you know, it has been really cool to talk about this whole thing. And, and, and this is just one of those... Um, I, I think one of those opportunities to get something right yeah. that changes everything for yeah. us. Yeah, and
1: this is what we've talked about throughout this entire series is, and, and this is something I've shared before too, I believe that there's, there's two areas in our lives that are really kind of make it or break it, one being money and one being purity or sex. And we've talked about both when we've talked about those topics that those both of those areas carry such deepness in your life that if you get them wrong, it will lead to destruction. Yes. And if you get them right, it'll lead to, you know, something so like I can't even describe it. Indescribable of what God can do through you and with you if you honor God with your purity and honor God with your finances.
0: Exactly. And so we just thought, you know, hey, let's start. And this is actually was kind of, we did the margin series earlier in this year because yes. we thought this is just an area in people's lives that they've got, another area that they've just got to get right. Yes. You know, just having space. And we're so busy. We're so, uh, it, life is so complicated right now that mm-hmm. the first thing it looks like that we take out of our lives is God. Yep. Everything else is more important than God. And, and we see it in in kids, uh, with, with what we're choosing for our kids and things like that. And so we said, the second part of that is actually finances. We said, yep. let's just jump in and do margin 2.0 with our finances. And very first week, you know, Jordan kicked us all off. And, and, and the key points there was that everything belongs to God.
1: Yep, that was kind of just setting up the entire series, but then the message was dealing with, okay, so how do we manage that then? Yeah. So if everything that we have belongs to God, which is what God really wants us to understand. And if we're talking about a money management series, you have to have that as the foundation. Right. Is everything from the dollar amount to the house or the apartment that you live in to the car that you drive to the food that you eat, everything. And, you have to start with that and we talk all
0: the time about living like this, yes. you know, our hands open. And we say, oh, yeah, it, it gets real cute. You know, yeah, we, yeah, we want to <laughs> live like this, but do we really? Yes. And, and it was a challenge to me even to kind of look at that. So week number two, I, I talked about this key of where is your treasure, you know, and, and about contentment, about mm-hmm. you know, we live in a society that there's always more, there's always something better. And there's nothing wrong with improving ourselves. Right. But we also have to be able to be content with what we do actually
1: Right, have. and isn't that a I, I I was just thinking about that. Isn't that a difficult balance to find? Be, when you're trying to look for improvement, look for growth, but then not idolize the improvement. The, idolize and then, the and growth. I think that's
0: where it gets to. And, right. and that's a that's a fine line there sometimes right. for all of us. And and this whole thing, you know, to, to me, that it's been the struggle. And I think we'll probably get into some of this later is where is your treasure? Yep. It's been something that I've had to ask myself over and over and over and continue to, to do so. And then last week, um, Jordan made up this word called impulsivity.
1: Not, I, when I saw that you put that in the outline, I literally said, not really <laughs> "Is that really a word?" Is that really a word? Impulsivity.
0: Okay. Is that really a word? I
1: googled it. Impulsivity is, is really? a word. Yes. Okay.
0: Well, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So when you're living impulsively, now that is a word, that's a made-up word. Um, and the entire message of just this concept of, of being kind of trigger-focused or trigger mindset, um, where every, like, instantaneous, kind of without any thought process or without any prayer process, and what does that mean for our finances, and, and the heart of the sermon was, well, what would it look like for us to seek God through our spending, seek God through our saving, and then see God through our sacrifice yeah, yeah, was, as well. Yeah, it was really
0: cool. So uh, one of the main verses that we've kind of talked through this, this whole thing, we're just going to throw it up here on the screen, Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. You've heard this time and time again. But, and, and, that's, and that's some of the problems with some of these verses that you, you see. It,
1: Come numb to them. You do. But this is so
0: powerful. Yeah. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Yep.
1: Matthew 6:21. Desi- yeah,
0: the desires of your heart, wherever your treasure is. And and we ask the question several times I think in the series, where is your treasure? Yes. And it's one of those things that you got to really stop and and we all know the Sunday school answer. Mm-hmm. And so we'll we'll say, well yeah, of course I know where my treasure is, but is it really? Mm-hmm. If we if we look at our calendars of, mm-hmm. of what we're doing, what we're spending our time on, where we're taking our kids, those kind of things, where is your treasure? Mm-hmm. If we open up our checkbooks, where is your treasure? Where yeah, you know, and and it's just something I think we've got to wrestle to the ground when, when we're talking about are we going to become a fully devoted follower of Jesus?
1: Mm, I heard once because you, you throw this word checkbook around. Okay? <laughs> for those of you who aren't aware uh, of what a checkbook uh, is, we we had this discussion paper? at lunch yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but so, for something, well, let me give something a little bit more relevant to my question. generation because I know I know Grandpa, I know back <laughs> in your day, y'all used checkbooks. Okay, but then the question that it was posed to me: Do you like, have a checkbook? What's a checkbook? <laughs>
0: Trevor <laughs> the, didn't have one.
1: Who's Trevor? <laughs> Never mind, the question ahead. that was posed to me was when you wake up first thing in the morning, okay, what do you grab first? And 90 times out of 10, it's my phone. Mm-hmm. And then someone said, well, that's where your treasure lies. And then you're like, well, I checked the Bible app on my phone. <laughs> you're like, but when's that, when's that actually the case? And, and it's, again, it's not like a, there's anything wrong with the phone, but it it just requires you to ask that question yeah. of, okay, so where, w- again, where are your treasures? They're the desires of your heart. And you mentioned that the first thing on your mind is, well, yeah, God is. Okay, well, then let's break that down. Pull out your, sca- your calendar, your schedule and your calendar. Pull out your calendar, okay? <laughs> and let's look you keep out. keep making
0: words up. <laughs> I love you it. You're going to throw me under the bus. <laughs> I know. And, uh, you, you gave me a
1: title of the word maker. So <laughs> <laughs> but it, it requires us to ask the deeper question. Right. Okay, well, if you think that you know, you do spend time with God. Let's see where you're intentional about that. Let's see where you've carved that out is, time. That is, that's, you know? where
0: where are you intentional where about that? Where does your that? heart lie? That, yeah. that is, you know, and and today we're, we are going to talk a lot, a lot about generosity. Um,
1: Which is something we've, in a sense, again, for this entire series, it wasn't a generosity series. It was a money management series, but we've said, hey, if you're going to manage your finances well, generosity is a key part it, of that.
0: Exactly, you know, and, and one of the, statements that I came across this week is, generosity is always about your heart and God is wildly interested in your heart. He knows mm-hmm. if he has that part of it. And and this is and I've shared this from here almost every year is that this is one of the, was the, last, one of the, one of the last things that I was able to, and I struggle with still, mm-hmm. is give up generosity. I mean, mm-hmm. because I didn't trust God with my finances. I didn't trust God if, with that part of my income.
1: And that, that, that's a question that you and I processed a little bit right. this week. And, and something that some of you, either in person or online, might relate to as well. But it, that concept to me is so foreign. Right. And I share that with you. My parents both, and, and then even Marissa's parents, raised us from the time when we were five, six years old. Every dollar that we earned mm-hmm. or that we acquired went through the filter of generosity first. Right. And so for, for me and my family, and that's why for money management, we're just raised, we're like, this is so foreign of a concept that people struggle with this right. to me. And so when I heard you share that, and this is something you've been very vocal about for, on our podcast right. and different money series, you've shared that money has always been one of your struggles. It has been. And especially when you became a, a Christian where you're like, whoa, and you pull out the checkbook again. And, yeah. and, and so I wanted to ask you the question. Um, talking about that transition or that recognition of where your heart was, what was the process for that? What did it look like, and why was it so difficult?
0: You know, and, and it's funny because I grew up in a, in a Christian home, went to church, what have you, and my parents didn't really teach us to say hey this is what generosity looks like you know sure. and they and they were fairly generous i don't i wouldn't call i don't think they probably ever tithed in their life you know gave 10% or what have you and and but they did give and i watched them with other people and things like that and and so for me it was very easy with my time and things to give all that mm. but when it came to finances it, it became more of an issue and the thing that i think strikes me for especially when i i read that verse again where your treasure is and I got to a point that success was my idol, success was Ooh, and, yeah. and I got, you know, I remember being 25 years old and said by the time I was 30, now understand this was a long time ago, I wanted to be able to <laughs> live in a, in a $250,000 house which is nothing now right. but at that point it was probably equivalent of a, you know, at least a $500, $750,000 house today oh, wow. and by the time, it was, I was 28 and we built a house and I was so focused on all those things, that is where my treasure was, that's where, where everything went. And I'll tell you, it Mm. destroyed me. Mm. Lost a marriage, uh, became all kinds of issues, you know, and because that is what my heart was. That's where it it was. Mm. And so, I saw that happen. Barb and I get married, um, and guys, I'm just gonna tell you, uh, women have this this way, most women have this way of being obviously generous, you know, and so she was always telling us when we got back in the church, man, we just need to give more. We just need to give more. I said, no, we can't. You know, look at the spreadsheet. Can't, can't happen. You huh. know. And she said, you just, you're not trusting God. Go, Barb. Which really made me mad. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean I'm not trusting God? And, and I'm I... sure
1: that was an ego hit. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, like yeah. I'm sure when you, when you, when that conversation happened, Barb was like, hey, we're not trusting God, or you're not trusting God. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you and, mean? And look when, at the spreadsheet.
0: when Barb and I got married, oh, I mean, so we, good. We, we, we did not have. I mean, we left marriages that, with nothing and started totally over at, hmm. at that age, and so here we were, and like I said, trying to budget, trying to make it work, and looking our spreadsheets. said, "This isn't going to work," and it finally got to a point that God really impressed upon me: "You don't trust me with your finances. You talk about living like oh. this, Brad, but do you really?" Oh. And we just said, "This is it," and we started, and um, it's been amazing to see what happens. Not that it's not a battle at times. You know, mm. you go through seasons, you think, "Can I, can I do this?" But mm-hmm. It showed, for me, me, it shows, okay, not only this is where your heart is, but it's my first area of trusting God with everything else in my life, Mm -hmm. everything else. Mm -hmm. And so that was the last thing that I finally gave. I don't know if I answered your question or not. I don't
1: think you did, but that's okay. (laughs) No, no, you did. Uh, Something that I was thinking about on the way in, and you and I joked about this um, as we were going over just the final run through, is when it comes to generosity, and this hits on what you were just sharing, I think a lot of us like the idea of being Uh, generous more so than actually being generous, like what that actually entails. Yes. And so when God asks us to sacrifice something, because you can't have generosity without sacrifice. That's kind of the difference between being generous and just giving, Mm -hmm. because this is what you saw with the temples. When Jesus was at the temples and he saw different Pharisees or different rich people giving money to the, the temple and they were given large sums of money, a lot of us are okay giving, right, but not being generous. Right. And generosity, a key word in that definition is sacrifice. Right. Okay. And so a lot of us like the idea of being generous until we realize what it actually entails.
0: Because it's going to cost us something. Right. You know, and, and, and there's something in your life, and that's again the financial series, as you're as you're planning all this, is you're looking, okay, if, if I'm not being as generous as I should be, or mm-hmm. what God is even calling me to. Mm-hmm. What needs to change in my life? What am I, if, when it comes to money, what am I spending on that I've got to sacrifice so that I can be more generous? Mm-hmm. If it's my time, what do I need to sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Maybe I can't do all these things. Maybe my schedule does have to free up, and I'm going to have to give up some good things mm-hmm. so that I have more margin in my life, mm-hmm. whether it be finances or time or
1: whatever. Here's a thought. <laughs> if the devil isn't wasting time tempting you with fear... Are you actually being generous wow. in what you're giving up? If it comes so easy and naturally little too to you, I don't want to. that's a little deep. But <laughs> yeah. if the devil isn't wasting his time on you yeah. and your sacrifice, then it's not enough. And not just financially, because what we're going to talk about is in our time. Because yeah. this is something uh, when I worked at a church back in Anderson, is they were so generous. That it, was, it was an elder congregation, which the elderly tend to be more generous. This is what we've seen for you know decades and right. decades. But nobody wanted to volunteer, and so we're like, okay. Well, let's talk about that. Right. What does it look like for us to be generous in both areas? I want
0: to. I want to go back to something okay. real quick. about the. I would say, and you've heard me say this before too, is that I would sit in here and I would get mad when people talk about money and generosity, mm-hmm. in church, something that Jesus talked about all the time.
1: It and, was wasn't it the second and, like, first was the kingdom of God and second was money. Yeah, Jesus? And, and when you
0: and when you say when you say you know, if you're not being the devil's not saying something to you. I would sit here and I'd be angry about it and and I had to ask where that was coming from. Hmm. And it came from I just I knew I wasn't being I wasn't doing what God was asking me to do with my finance. And again, this is just me. And so I, I had to get deep dive deep of okay what is why why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. You feel that way because you're not being obedient.
1: And, I, for me. and that word <laughs> obedience is huge because a lot of us sitting here hearing about money talk with generosity, or a time talk with generosity, or a busyness talk with priorities like Trevor did, all related to idolatry. Yep. A lot of us would say, well, I just haven't heard God call me to give. So then, again, there's two ways to look at it. One, how much time are you spending praying about and seeking God? Right. Okay? And second, have you spent so long of your life ignoring God that you're, the voice you're hearing, it's just, you're just so used to not even having your ear up to listen. Right. Because, and that's not just with money. That's with any of our struggles, with pornography, with a holic addiction, with anything that you're struggling with. If you've become so in tuned to tuning out God, then you're not going to be able to recognize the voice of God when it hits. Right. And so it leads us to this question, are we so busy with our lives, with our times, with our priorities, with our finances that we can't invest in others? Right. 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 That we haven't set up our schedule to make space or our checkbook to make space yeah. for God. And
0: I think three main areas that we've got to talk about, you know, in, in this whole thing. And it's, again, we're talking about money a lot, but there's other areas. And, and the first one is talent. And that is your giftedness, your skills, the things that God has wired you uniquely that that, that you need to figure out what that is. And we, this is one of the
1: mm-hmm.
0: most fun things that we do is, is helping people figure out how am I uniquely wired to go out and use my gifts and my skills to, to further God's kingdom.
1: Yeah, we did a series back in November going into Christmas called Supernatural. If you remember when we walked through spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. and we also walked through the fruit of the Spirit, and talked about how do you figure out what your spiritual gifts are. If you're not familiar with the language, spiritual gifts are specific gifts and talents that the Holy Spirit delivers to Christ followers, Okay, it's something special that we have, and some of them are teaching, or mercy, or generosity, um, and the list goes on. Hard work, uh, you know, goes on and on and on. And like you were saying, one of the things we love doing is helping people figure out their spiritual gifts, but then also just their talents in general. Exactly, because you can be talented in something, but it not necessarily be I, a spiritual gift.
0: You know, you may be able to sing, you may be able to to you know play certain instruments, things like that. You may be able to mow straight lines, you know, which we really. We, and the reason I say that is because we have two mowing spots that we need out here. So.
1: Hashtag ad.
0: <laughs> hashtag, hashtag ad.
1: Or construction or finances. People who are so good with numbers yeah. or with um, even just putting together a team and managing a team. Right. And so there's different key or construction or parenting. Yeah. Uh, this is something that was has so, been so eye-opening to watch Marissa, my wife, raise our son. And she truly is like, it, when I see her and watch, how she loves and raises and teaches Uriah to be the person he was created to be. I just look, I'm like, wow, well, God created you yeah. for this. Yeah. Like, this is so cool. And, and I think so.
0: when we talk through some of these things, I think so, ha- so often it is that, oh, I've got to do this big thing for God. Right. It may be exactly what you're saying. Right. It may be raising a child. It may mm-hmm. be that, but, but use your, your talent. The second thing is, is your time. And I think this is something especially, and this is why we did margin at the very beginning, Time is so huge we 're so busy, we're overcommitted and and I 'm just telling you the first thing that we cut out of our schedule are things of God.
1: And this was an article that you and I were talking a little bit about, where Carry Newhoff, who does church leadership podcasts and church um, looks at churches' datas and engagement and audiences, and he just released an article this week called Ten Reasons." why your church isn't growing, Some something along those lines. And he, he listed 10. Number three was sports culture, okay? And at the end of it, with sports culture, he said, the number one thing that every parent sacrifices for their child is church. Yep. And then, and every again, time. some people were like, well, that's not us. And then you look and you're like, okay, it's not even just like attending church on a Sunday morning, which is so important. But then even engaging in relationships within the church or participating in the youth group or in the children's ministry outside of that one hour of Sunday morning right. of or spending time alone with God or teaching the word of God or engaging in generosity. He said nine times out of 10, the first thing parents Absolutely. give up is church.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I just talked to Trevor this week and he said that the, the stuff that they're doing for the youth this year is the lowest attendance he's yep. ever had. And, yeah. the, and, the, and and guys, I'm, I'm t- I don't want to say that, and we, we even have a line later down. We're not trying to guilt you into this, okay? This is not a guilt trip of, of what am I doing. You just got to answer the question. You've got to get that. Is, is this something that God is asking me to do? It, where am I? Where is my treasure? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Am I putting something else in front of what God is, mm-hmm. is really wanting me to do?
1: Yeah, hopefully it's not guilt. Hopefully there is some conviction, though. Because sure. I think God will use conviction in our areas of, of life and ask, cause you to ask the question. So many of us, when we hear guilt, um, and we, and we hear that word, is it's so, it, there's so much baggage, and the word shame, yeah. you know, gets caught up in that. Sure. And shame is it's it's things that you are feeling disgusted about things you've done in the past, and conviction is something God wants you to do for the future. Right. And so there's that kind of distinction of where you have to walk through and navigate. And a lot of times when we're feeling guilty of something. That doesn't lead to generosity. It leads us to try to make amends, okay? Yeah, But conviction that's will call you to do something even right. a step further.
0: And it goes back to, you know, asking yourselves, are you living like this? And we like to think we are, but are we really doing this? Yeah. And we're saying, oh, maybe this one's, you know, so anyway. Yep.
1: Are we so busy that we can't invest in others
0: exactly. with our time? Exactly. The third
1: one is this, and this is kind of, you know, the concept we've talked about this entire ser- series is treasure. Treasure. Where does your heart lie? And it leads us to this question, why is money so hard to talk about? Why are priorities so hard to talk about? If God does not have access to your finances,
0: He, he doesn't. doesn't have access, he doesn't have access to, your heart. to your heart. That's that is a powerful statement right there. That hurts. It does. And and, and this is where this is where I was. You know, it, it I had to make a decision. I had to ask the hard question. What is God? And it was conviction. It was, you know, I've told you this for year after year after year after year. What are you going to do? And so as we kind of start heading to the, to the end of this whole, whole thing is, uh, I, what was so helpful for me is there, there's actually two types of giving in the church. And, and the, first, the first one is intervention giving, and we all love intervention giving. Mm-hmm basically intervening when someone has an issue and we are good at this. Most people are actually very good at this. If there's a need, we can say, "Oh, you know what? I I can come. I can come in." And we do it all the time here. You guys are amazing at that. There's a problem, there's a tsunami around the world, there's something yeah, here. Yeah, this is
1: what, you know, the NFL or the NBA, they capitalize on intervention giving. You'll see donate to the Red Cross in the bottom, right. and there's nothing you nothing know, wrong with that. Incredible it's, with it. We but, have
0: to do that. We yep. are called to do that. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Because even non-Christians, again, this is one of the areas where I think non-Christ followers they love they, to give. they to. love this okay they see this and and again a part of that is because it's easy to see the suffering and more e- and easier to give at, to someone at, who's suffering
0: and you can see the results of it immediately right, knowing you you're know to that you, somebody. and there's this emotional thing about it of, of, man, I feel good that I've given this. And that's, it's awesome.
1: Ooh, and you wrote this. It is measurable. It's measurable. We see the need solved. Yes. And that's what's so, because we're so inclined to invest, it almost feels like an investment. It is. You're like, you're going to give this to see this result.
0: And again, there's not, we need this. As a church, we absolutely have to, to do intervention giving. The second part of that is preventative giving, Mm -hmm. and that's to stop something from happening. I'm going to give to a cause, I'm going to give to the church, I'm going to give to some place so that I know that what they're doing with this money is going to help others that Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to see. That's part of what happens when when you give to Crossbridge. I mean, There are many, 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 many stories that we can't share of things that have happened in in lives that that are are personal that we can't say, hey, this is what happened, but know that Because of your support here, lives are being changed, Mm -hmm. and we're being able to come alongside other people, Mm -hmm. and you're preventing a problem with all this.
1: And part of it, too, so we've talked about giving in those two areas. Let's talk about intervention volunteering, or preventative volunteering, or intervention talents, or preventative talents, too, is a lot of us, I shouldn't say a lot of us, there's some of us with intervention volunteering, we're like, oh, yeah, we see a need, like, oh, it's just one Saturday, I can go help out that one Saturday, and, you know, I'm good then for the next six months. Yeah. And that is needed. That right. is so important. It's also so important that we're in preventative volunteering. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know, we're going to commit to one, time, one Sunday a month, one Saturday a month for C3 sports. We're going to, you know what, the Smack team, the last Saturday of every month, we're going we're gonna to count that as our day and we're going to do it every, it's the same idea. It's not just with giving of intervention and preventative money, but also intervention and preventative volunteering, yep. and using your gifts and your talents, or sometimes even just using your time for something you're not passionate about. Exactly. I am so bad with my hands. I can't construct a, a box from some Toys R Us store, okay?
0: I don't even have him break down boxes before he takes them to the
1: Right. Flesh. Marissa put together the crib. Actually, Brent and Marissa put together the crib. I handed the wrong screwdriver because they asked for a hammerhead or whatever those things are called, Okay. But still being... Oh, uh, Lord help me. But still being... <laughs> <laughs> but there's something There's something about being willing yeah. for the kingdom of God, where you're saying, you know what, I'm there. I'm not good at that, Right. but I'm willing to be present. And then you can allow the people running the thing, you're like, no, Jordan, maybe it's not good that you build the thing. <laughs> so then it's about putting the right volunteers in the right places. Exactly. But it, it's all about the two types of giving, intervention and preventative.
0: Yeah, and and, and understand, when we're talking about preventative stuff, and even, and the volunteering is an excellent example, you know, the people, God love them, go over and work with kids and the youth and -hmm. and what have you, you know, know that that there's a lot of things being prevented. Um, In here, we know of divorces that have been prevented, Um, addictions that have been Mm -hmm. prevented. My guess is, you can probably speak to this, you know, suicidal thoughts. And, mm-hmm. and we're able to help kids walk through some things with, mm-hmm. with preventing some of that. Um, we've been able to help prevent some poverty, prevent abuse. There, mm-hmm. There's things that are happening here that we are preventing that we don't ever get to, get to see.
1: Yep, and, and a big part of that is relationship. Absolutely. Is what's so cool about giving of your time, talk about time for a second, consistently, is that you have the opportunity to build the trust and relationships. Yep. So I'm going I'm to, you know, celebrate the Wileys. They, they had no idea this was coming, neither did I. We'll blame the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Craig and Nicole Wiley sure who that. volunteer every Sunday, second service often, and then are in sports ministry, and they're here every week, and then they get their kids involved in volunteering too, and they're able to see kindergarten through fifth grade is their age groups that they work with them grow. And it's part of why I love, you know, running our football leagues is because you get to see the pre-K right. to the eighth grade, and you get to see eight years of transformation. It's the coolest thing in the world. And it allows you to have that openness to walk with somebody. I've had countless people who've played flag football, with a countless, and I'm not, I'm not making up that number, it's a real number, countless, <laughs> okay, who have reached out after flag football or after in their high school when they start struggling with mental health. Okay? i like, Jordan, can, I, can you just pray for me? Can we go grab ice cream? I had two kids last year yep. who I hadn't heard from in years reach out to me on Instagram and say, hey, can we connect about suicide or about depression, about anxiety? Their parents will come. And it's all because of the relationships that are built. Yep. And it's why I still volunteer with the middle school boys and why I'm so hesitant to give up volunteering. That's my volunteer time is volunteering with Trevor for our youth group, middle school boys. Because the relationship for the kingdom of God is that's worth that's
0: powerful stuff. a thousand jewels. We're, we're making a difference, and you guys are part of that. And 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 thank you. And And that's what we want to be more and more about. It's something we we talk about, we're gonna be more intentional this year than ever, about making a difference in people's lives. Yep. And it, 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 it comes down to time, talent, and treasure. And and you're a part of that. And you've done an amazing, amazing job. And I just challenged the staff this last last week in our staff meeting is, is being all in and and doing everything, you know, because this is what God is asking us to do. And, and that's where we're going to head with the church. And so I, we just want to give you some I, some things that, that is happening that maybe you didn't even know about. Um, at the beginning of COVID, we had a conversation. We said, how can we come along with some people that just aren't going to need some extra support during this time? And, and um, Tabby Coulter works for Bright Horizons at preschool for the nurses and the doctors that that uh, they bring their kids to Lutheran Hospital and what have you. And so, she t- so she said, let's just come alongside them
1: mm-hmm. and let's
0: just love on these people who are going to be extra burdened. And um, a lot of you probably didn't even know that, but at-, at least every month, Kim's doing something with them. We've been praying for them, mm-hmm. giving the-, the teachers gifts, bringing them food in on, on occasionally things. For and the just
1: last two and a half years.
0: Two and a half years we've, yeah. been-, we've been doing this. Yeah. And they-, they love us for it. And it's, you know, we're just, hey, this is how can we help how can we help
1: and if being a part if you if you're hearing that for the first time and you're like hey i'd love to be a part of you know a team of like you know someone who's like hey i'd love to send a card or i'd love to donate some money or i'd love to donate food or whatnot or even bring the food in the cards you know connect with my mom kim at c3fw.org send an email and say hey how can i get involved with bright horizons it's an easy cool step, an incredible next step It's
0: Uh, it's why we brought Lauren on the stage today. You know, how can we come along, come alongside alongside missionaries? We did the
1: beers. Who happen to be here again today? if you you can connect them. uh, A couple. Over a year ago, was it about a year ago? It was about a year ago. Um, helping Alex and Emma, who um, are getting ready. You know, they're down in Bloomington, Bloomington. You know, doing missions work and looking at what the next you know four years. They're welcoming a new one very yes. soon. I believe the due yes. date was tomorrow or today. So very very soon. Uh, but they're seeing what does God have in store with them? And and it, it challenges us too with our SMAC team. But partnering with communities and with missionaries and whatnot.
0: Yeah, and Landon and, and, and Annie are, are, are gearing up. They're actually doing a mission trip at the end of this year and, and going to be heading over to Spain. Um, just a very small group, just to say, to go alongside the Tapmans to say, how can we come along and help you? So there's all yep. things happening. One of the most exciting things. Yep. Um, we set a budget every year. So We've had people ask this. Um, I think our... Our benevolence budget is somewhere in the neighborhood of two thousand and twenty five hundred dollars that mm-hmm. we set aside. Yeah,
1: I, I wrote down twenty five hundred. I yeah, think okay. Michael said, 20, about 2500
0: dollars that if someone needs something, you know, a crisis, of medical, what have you, we can um, you know, help them and, and Immediately, give them some of that.
1: that's what we have. We also here.
0: help through the church of God, um, other other church of God churches and things. So we have those those things in the budget. And so it's it's not a lot of money in the budget. Go ahead and give them. Yeah,
1: what's so cool is out of the $2,500 that we have budgeted, this last year we gave away nearly $18,000. Is that awesome? To different families because <laughs> of your generosity. And that's what's so cool is that's what, like 1,200% <laughs> increase? <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's why I don't work with money, but I'm just doing quick math. <laughs> it's where because of your generosity in the church and people giving, and we've got a team, again, of where we know these are some of our – generous people were and Barb does this with C three sports too is know that we have a few families and sponsors. And that's not
0: even including we That's we not got, including C
1: three sports giving. Right. Where we're like, hey, we have people we can go to who in a moment's notice will be intervention givers.
0: We, we have we have ten or twelve kids at least probably every season that can't afford to play. Right. And we have people that says whenever you have one of those you let me know. Yep. They're and gonna that's, play.
1: that's what we have here that's a kind
0: of, So you know if you throw in C3 sports, it's ridiculous. But we yep. gave away 18, uh, almost eighteen thousand dollars last year of our twenty-five hundred dollars budget. Twenty-five hundred dollars budget, we didn't budget. take out of
1: the general fund. That nope. was because of the generosity exactly. of people saying, "You know what? This is so important." And that's covered some medical bills. That's covered house rent. That's covered. covered uh, air you know, conditioning, uh, heaters, who are grieving, furnaces going out. Meals, yeah. furnaces. You name it just, it's so cool, cool yeah. of when God makes the need known and then the church, the community becomes the acts church yeah. and comes together and says, let's help one another.
0: Okay. Real quick. Oh, we're, we're really long. I want to read one verse. First Timothy six, 17 through 19.
1: It's three verses.
0: It's okay. Whatever. Yeah. 17, 18, 19.
1: <laughs> he said one verse. <laughs> Timothy 6. Okay.
0: So we both can't do math. All right. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Teach those who are rich in this world, not to be proud and not to trust in their money which is so unreliable. How's your 401k doing right now? Pretty unreliable. There's, there's a What's little,
1: a 401k? Never
0: mind. <laughs> their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. I love that, for our enjoyment. This is, we're supposed to have fun. We're supposed to be enjoying this. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich. They should be rich in good works, and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. And I just want to prepare you. At the end of this year, towards the end of this year, we're going to do a campaign. And it's going to be called, it's actually out of this verse, They Should Be, <laughs> they should be Rich in Good Works and Generous to Those Who Are In Need. We're going to do a Be Rich campaign at the end of this year, and we're going to collect a bunch of money. You know, we're just going to ask you, hey, give. Sacrifice, give, what have you. So it's coming, okay? And we're going to take that money, and we're going to give it all away. Every dime of it. We're, 100%. We're, gonna, we're looking for organizations for somebody. We're looking for some place that, that God is calling us to just to go out and bless. They're not going to know it's coming until we hand them a check. And whatever we raise, no matter how small or how large it is, we're going to give 100% of that away, and say, this is what, what we want to give
1: you. We're, it would be so cool if that campaign, that short campaign, we were able to raise either more or as much as what we gave away last I mean, year? Wouldn't that be cool? What if we were able to hand someone a, an organization here in you know, Fort Wayne locally or domestically that $20,000 check that they weren't even, you know how, think about that for your family. Someone just came up and was able to hand you a $20,000 check, Pick what up. that would do. Now think about what the lives they're able to impact. That just gets it's me gonna excited. Be amazing. Gets it's me gonna so be... excited. So hey, here's, here's the last Kind of next step of the series. Okay, because you're talking about giving, you're talking about finances with your time, talent, and with your treasure. What we want you to be praying about this week is God, what's my next step in giving? Something so simple. Some of you need to give money to start that don't. Some of you need to give more that already do. Some of you, your finances and your giving is already sacrificial and you need to volunteer and use your talents. Some of you need to sacrifice an idol of treasure in your life and leave a job or start a job or give permission to your spouse or to your friend or to take next steps in that and move. I don't know, I'm just listing off a bunch of things, okay? But you'll never know if you don't seek God. Right. Again, some of us wanna just walk out this door and see a big sign that says, just do it, like Shiloh LaBeouf, (laughs) That would terrify the bajibis out of me. So how about instead you just go home and pray about it? <laughs> but God, what, this is your prayer. God, what is my next, step What's my next step in generosity? Absolutely. Here, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you, Lord. I love that song that you are for us. And I, I love hearing Nicole go over and over again and again, go over and over again that you are for us, you are for us. You don't want something from us. You want something for us. And that's what's so cool about generosity is it requires us to sacrifice for you, Lord. You are for us. You are for us. And so, God, we give you our finances. We give you our time. We give you our treasure. We give you our talents. And, Lord, we're just going to obey you and give that. And, God, let you handle the results. We'll just obey. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.